You know, if you watch me and you know me, you know that I love to stay in shape. Uh, I mean, I don't I don't exercise or diet or anything like that, but I like to be a shape. And this shape <laughs> is a good shape. And I see uh, more I like as like it. shapeless. Uh, do you? Yeah. Do you? Sort of a, well, a it does blob. change mm-hmm. kind of where, you know, if I'm reclined, the shape does change just <laughs> a little bit. But anyway, uh, the good news is I, I can find something that I can snack on that is actually healthy at the same time. So it makes my wife happy and it makes my mouth happy, which is great. They're called Built Bars and they're amazing. They're made with real chocolate. Uh, they taste exactly like a candy bar in my opinion. They, we're talking three to five net carbs. There's no aftertaste or anything else. It is just a great snack. It's a Built Bar. Check them out yourself. Don't give up on your goals. Built Bar is the answer. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code BEC15 and save 15% off your next order. BEC15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. BuiltBar.com. It's Wednesday, so it's all downhill from here, but it's been all downhill for quite a while. Um, We have the new consumer price uh, inflation number, and it's 4.2%, which is, you know, over double the amount the Fed wanted to see and uh, over a point higher than what everybody expected to see. What a shock. Inflation at 4.2%. But the good news is uh, they're on it in Washington. The Federal Reserve said they're not going to do anything about it. Uh, I wish they would have said that, oh, I don't know, a hundred times ago. Uh, they also uh, they also say in Washington, well, Chuck Schumer does, the problem with inflation is Donald Trump. It was Donald Trump and his uh, immigration policy. We didn't let enough immigrants in. So... That's why we're having this shortage because there's just not enough, just not enough people that will are willing to do the jobs. So I guess with uh, Jimmy Cart, I mean uh, Joe Biden's policies now, I, we're going to have negative inflation. We're going to be making money just by holding dollars. It's going to be fantastic because we have we have you know a gas crisis shortage there. We have the Middle East on fire. And no real clear policy or direction on that. We have uh, rising inflation, unemployment. This is fantastic. Anybody who loved the 1970s, oh, you're going to love the next four years. Oh, you're going to love them. It's like Jimmy Carter part two. Hey, did I tell you about LifeLock? I know cyber criminals are not in the news. Well, they actually are. They're affecting your life, but they're not in the news because nobody seems to be talking about the big cyber hack that happened on the oil pipeline. Is this, Stu, is this one of the most more perplexing things 
you've heard? <laughs> yeah, uh, that's, a, that's one way of putting it, yes. <laughs> really? I mean, it's like, wait a minute. A Russian group just hacked into our gas pipeline, pretty much is shutting down gas now for the East Coast. Prices are going to go through the roof, and nobody's reporting on it. Hmm. Nobody's really talking about it, and the administration isn't doing anything. Hmm. It's almost... (gasps) Do you think Donald Trump left those connections to Russia on the on the Oval Office desk? And maybe Biden is looking at that like, hey, they're pals. We shouldn't do anything about him because he's so confused. <laughs> maybe that maybe this is Donald Trump's fault again. LifeLock is there. Um, maybe they could help with the oil pipeline. I'm, I'm just saying it's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. Do you know they say now that it was Microsoft? They were using an old version of a Microsoft Windows uh, program for the for Colonial Pipeline, and that's what caused it. So I translate that into. It's Bill Gates's fault. <laughs> LifeLock will detect a wide range of identity threats. If they detect your information has been compromised, they're going to send you an alert. Plus, they'll have a, uh, a dedicated restoration specialist. They're ready to go to clean up anything if you become a victim because nobody can prevent everything. I mean, I think the government could do more than it is. Maybe they should call LifeLock. Right now, you can save 25%. President Biden, 25%. Call Sign America up for LifeLock, at least our critical infrastructure. LifeLock.com, promo code BECK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or LifeLock.com, promo code BECK, save 25%. Tonight on Glenn TV. Calls to defund the police have led to officers being ambushed and killed. While crime is spiking in record numbers all over the country, critical race theory has infected our schools, media, and major government institutions, making racial discrimination acceptable in America again. Glenn reveals where this is all leading and shows how Marxism follows the same violent pattern every single time. Watch Revolution on the Rise tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Tonight's broadcast Our Wednesday night special is a show that I have wanted to do for about two years. And we could never, we could never nail things down enough to where I was comfortable until a couple of weeks ago. Uh, We've been working on this special for several months, uh, almost a year, and uh, we can air it tonight. And what a surprise. It's a, it's a very coincidental thing or providential uh, that it is airing tonight because I'm going to show you what all of these policies lead to. I'm going to show it to you happening now in the world in real time. And if you think that we're going to survive what's happening, watch tonight. Warning, do not watch it with your children. There is very disturbing uh, footage that we are airing for the first time in America and possibly for the first time in the world. Make sure you watch tonight's broadcast. It kind of goes along with this. I don't know if you saw the letter from the retired generals and admirals that has just been released. I'd like to read it to you. 
I think it's a little important. Our retired generals and admirals say this. Our nation is in deep peril. We are in fight in a fight for our survival as a constitutional republic like no other time since our founding in 1776. This conflict is between supporters of socialism and Marxism versus supporters of constitutional freedom and liberty. During the 2020 election, an open letter from senior military leaders was signed by 317 retired generals and admirals and said that the 2020 election could be the most important election since our country was founded. With the Democratic Party welcoming, quoting, socialist and Marxist, our historic way of life is at stake, end quote. Unfortunately, that statement's truth was quickly revealed, beginning with the election process itself. Without fair and honest elections that that accurately reflect the will of the people, our constitutional republic is lost. Election integrity demands ensuring that there is one legal vote cast and counted per citizen. Legal votes are identified by state legislators, approved controls, using government ITs, verified signatures, etc. Today, many are calling such common sense controls racist in an attempt to avoid having fair and honest elections. But aside from the election, the current administration has launched a full-blown assault on our constitutional rights in a dictatorial manner, bypassing the Congress with more than 50 executive orders quickly signed, many reversing the previous administration's effective policies and regulations. Moreover, population control actions such as excessive lockdowns, school and business closures, and most alarming, censorship of written and verbal expression are all direct assaults on our fundamental rights. We must support and hold accountable politicians who will act to counter socialism, Marxism, progressivism, and support our constitutional republic, and insist on fiscally responsible governing while focusing on all Americans, especially the middle class, but not special interest or extremist groups, which are used to divide us into warring factions. Additional national security issues and actions follow. Open borders, Jeopardize national security by increasing human trafficking, drug cartels, terrorist entry, health, COVID-19 dangers, and humanitarian crisis. Illegals are flooding our country, bringing high economic costs, crime, lowering wages, and illegal voting in some states. Sovereign nations must have controlled borders. Next, China is the greatest external threat to America. Establishing cooperative relations with the Chinese Communist Party emboldens them to continue to progress towards world domination, military, economically, politically, and technologically. We must impose more sanctions and restrictions to impede their world domination goal and protect Americans' interests. The free flow of information is critical to security of our republic, as illustrated by the freedom of speech and press being in the First Amendment of our Constitution. Censoring speech and expression, distorting speech, spreading disinformation by government officials, private entities, and the media is a method to suppress the free flow of information. A tyrannical technique is used in closed societies. We must counter this on all fronts and begin with removing Section 230 
for the protection of big tech. Reengaging the flawed Iran nuclear deal would result in Iran acquiring nuclear weapons along with the means to deliver them, thereby upsetting Middle East peace initiatives and aiding a terrorist nation whose slogans and goals include death to America and death to Israel. We must resist the new China-Iran agreement and not support the Iran nuclear deal. In addition, continue with the Middle East peace initiatives, the Abraham Accords, and support for Israel. Next, Biden stopping the Keystone Pipeline eliminates our recently established energy independence and causes us to be energy dependent on nations that are not friendly to us while eliminating valuable U.S. jobs. We must open the Keystone Pipeline and regain our energy independence for national security and economic reasons. Then using the U.S. military as political pawns, thousands of troops deployed around the U.S. Capitol building, patrolling fences, guarding against a non-existent threat, along with forcing politically correct policies like the divisive critical race theory into the military at the expense of the war-fighting mission. It seriously degrades readiness to fight and win our nation's wars. We must focus on war fighting and eliminate the corrosive infusion of political correctness into our military, which damages morale and fighting cohesion. Next, the rule of law. It is fundamental to our republic and security. Anarchy is seen in certain cities and it cannot be tolerated. We must support our law enforcement personnel and insist that DAs, our courts and the DOJ enforce the law equally, fairly and consistently toward all. Finally, the mental and physical condition of the commander in chief cannot be ignored. He must be able to quickly make accurate national security decisions involving life and limb anywhere, day or night. Recent Democratic leadership inquiries about nuclear code procedures sends a very dangerous national security signal to nuclear armed adversaries, raising the question about who's in charge. We must always have an unquestionable chain of command. Under this Democratic Congress and the current administration, our country has taken a hard left towards socialism and Marxism, a form of tyrannical government which must be countered now by electing congressional and presidential candidates who will always act to defend our constitutional republic. The survival of our nation and its cherished freedoms, liberties, and historic values are at stake. We urge all citizens to get involved now at the local, state, and or national level to elect political representatives who will act to save America, our constitutional republic, and hold those currently in office accountable. The will of the people must be heard and must be followed. That's from uh, retired generals and admirals of the United States. I wish that was from the Republican Party. Instead, we're fighting about Liz Cheney. This is what we should be focused on. This should be the message of the Republican Party. All of those things are true. We have we have Jimmy Carter in office. All we need is for Hunter to introduce, you know, Hunter Biden crack. Then then it would be complete. We had Billy Beer from Billy Carter. Why not have Hunter crack? It would complete the image. 
everything that is going on is so damaging and weakening. Remember, when Carter was in office, I lived through it. We almost were done. People had the same feeling. Tomorrow will not be better than today. I'll never make it. The American story is over. And then Reagan took office. And it was a combination of his belief in us at first that gave us our belief back. We rode on his faith for a while. And then, because he got government out of the way, we started to rebuild and we got under control again. It still can happen. But it is so badly damaged now. The people in Washington are so far out of control. In this letter, it does spell out exactly what must be done. We must focus locally. And this is a clarion call to all people. Mothers. Mothers, I think, especially. You have got to unite and come together on what's happening in our schools. It is out of control, and many of our school boards are out of control. And we need leadership. We need watchdogs. I'm going to show you next hour. The teachers unions, they're now saying, we're not going to follow this. You saw the school board, maybe, I'll show it to you next hour, the school board in Oklahoma. They freaked out when everybody said, we want a ban on critical race theory. They freaked out. This is white fragility. That's in Oklahoma. Your kids are being fed poison every day. We as individuals, we as the adults in the room must stand up. And I'll show you next hour. You are definitely not alone. Uh, you know, uh, lovey is always wanting to be in the lap of luxury. And that's all well and good. But has anybody thought about the feet of luxury? I mean, really? Laps. Okay. Lap of luxury. So my, my trousers are very, very nice. But uh, nobody's thinking about it except perhaps me and Mike Lindell. Uh, because I now have the feet of luxury in my my slippers. <laughs> Perfect marriage of comfort and style. Uh, have you gotten your pair yet? Oh, oh, I have to talk down to the little people again. Uh, slippers, the things that you put on your feet. These things are fantastic, and it's not exactly what Thurston Howell would wear out. I mean, white trash like me. We had our toilet. This was great. We had our toilet on our front porch uh, just a couple of days ago for about four hours. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Welcome to the neighborhood, gang. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I go out in my slippers because they're so comfortable. And you should try them because they will embarrass your children um, because you're wearing slippers. Although I don't think the average human will notice because they're, you know, they're leather slippers and they're just comfy and you know, it's like they have the lamb's wool or whatever it is inside. So, it, I mean, they're really great, but they look non-slipperish enough, but just slipperish enough so your kids know and they're horrified by them when you go outside. 
They're durable. They're comfortable. They're going to look great on you as well. It is my slippers. Right now, you can get 40% off my slippers. Just log on to MyPillow.com, click on the new radio listener specials, and use the promo code BECK and receive this incredible offer. Slippers come with a one-year warranty, 60-day money-back guarantee. It's MyPillow.com, promo code BECK, MyPillow.com, or call 800-966-3117, MyPillow.com, promo code BECK. 10 seconds, station ID. Mm, yeah. So, Stu, yes. could we talk? A, could we talk just a little bit about what is happening uh, with uh, Liz Cheney today? Because I think I think people are confused because the the press is saying that this is this is cancel culture. <laughs> no, she's not being thrown out. She still has a job. She's just losing her job. They're taking a vote on getting her out of an executive committee, you know what I mean? Where it, the, the executive yeah. committee is charting the course for the Republican party. What you can't, you, you have to leave people in there no matter what they say. No, no I don't no. think so. They certainly the party's don't. right. Yeah. I mean, the party is, uh, I think something different than Liz Cheney wants it to be. I mean, that's, and that's her point too, right? Yeah. She's, she's, right. she doesn't even seem to be fighting this, honestly. I mean, she's, she's, no. she's not trying to make it easy for people to vote her, for her to stay in, uh, in leadership. Uh, you know, I mean, look, there are, this is a party that largely lines up with Donald Trump at this point. It's what it's really, I mean, parties are just vehicles. The parties don't have, uh, well, don't have, you know, don't really have any principles, right? They, they vote, they exist to do the things that the voters want, that the, the members want. And right now this party wants to be a, you know, a very pro Donald Trump party and you, you're not, yeah, and it's, you but, can't but do what Cheney's doing. I'm not sure that it wants to be a pro Donald Trump party. If there was somebody as good and on the record, the fighting the battles as good as Donald Trump, I think a lot of Republicans would go, yep. Okay. Let's, we had Donald Trump. Let's go yeah, here. They like Ron because DeSantis Donald too, Trump, right? Like they, you know, yeah. You know, like yeah, they, I'm I not sure. That. Yeah. I, I, I hope that he would stand up under the pressure. He seems to be, but he's also campaigning at the same time. So let's see what he, what he really does. But, I think what what's happening is Liz Cheney keeps making everything about Donald Trump and she's talking about outing all of those Republicans that were for Donald Trump. Well, you voted for most of his policies. It's the policies that matter. Let's stop talking about Donald Trump at least until 2022 is passed. This is the Glenn Beck program. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. By the way, by the way, she gained a supporter yesterday. I don't know if you saw this. O.J. Simpson. Uh, oh, nice. Said he, he believes truth and honesty <laughs> is the most important thing, and she represents that. Uh, anyway. <laughs> He's just trolling <laughs> let us. T- <laughs> really let is. me tell you about uh, American Financing. How are you enjoying this uh, transitory inflation. I mean, it's great. Transitory it? hyperinflation, Glenn. Well, it's just inflation now. It's only at 4%, you know. Well, unless you're trying to buy lumber or gas or some food uh, 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 some food items. Uh, but other than that, it's, uh, it's beautiful, isn't it? May I suggest it's going to get harder and harder to get credit because banks are going to say, ooh, everybody's defaulting because they can't afford to eat. 
So it's going to get harder and harder to get credit. Please get your financial house in order. Refi your mortgage. Uh, do a consolidation loan with all your high interest credit cards. But do it now, please. American Financing, 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. AmericanFinancing.net. Tonight, big shows. Uh, New Studios America big. and Glenn TV. Big, Don't big. miss it. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Promo code is yes. Glenn to save 10 bucks. Yes. Yes. This is the Glenn Beck program. One of the, in fact, the main reason uh, that I think we live in Texas and we're prompted to move here to Texas was because if we lose Texas, we lose the republic. We lose it all. And most people don't understand how close we are to losing Texas. Um, you know, it's interesting that the Democrats, they seem to like say, well, let's take uh, Colorado. OK, everybody move to Colorado. Uh, and they just take over a state and they're doing that to Texas right now. Uh, and we are in real trouble in Texas, which is why uh, who our governor is, who our attorney general is, is really, really important. We have the Texas attorney general. His name is Ken Paxton, and he has been instrumental in fighting many, many lawsuits against Obama and now against Biden and the left. We I think we probably held Texas uh, uh, red this time around because of the tough stance he took in court against the leftists on what they were trying to do with us uh, in uh, Texas on our election policy. Welcome, Ken Paxton. How are you, sir? Hey, I'm doing great. How are you? Good. I want to talk to you about a couple of things. First of all, big news. The judge in California dismissed your lawsuit against Twitter. Uh, no, can you comment on that? Actually, just the opposite. They, we, uh, we had sent them civil investigative demands, which were like interrogatories, questions about their practices in Texas and why they were deplatforming certain people and what their, what their uh, policies were on certain you know, content moderation. And instead of giving us that information, which they're required to under Texas law, they sued us in California, hoping to get a federal oh, judge right. to, to stop yeah, us. That's right. I'm, she, I'm sorry. She, yes. And she dismissed their case, which is the right answer. We, we have a right to that information. They want to operate in Texas. You know, they can sue us in the Texas court. And we'll, we'll, go to, we'll, go to, we'll go to a court on Texas law. And I have a feeling they're not going to answer our questions anyway. So if they don't, we'll be back in no, court, not. but we'll be in the Texas court. So, oh, that'll be nice. Uh, so you're, yeah. uh, I forgot, they were suing, they were suing you, uh, yeah, right? Twitter was. Correct. Yeah, I forgot about that. I was thinking about our lawsuit, you know, Texas lawsuit that is coming against them. Yes. So, yes. So right. we, we sued, we sued, we did sue Google. We have sued Facebook, but we have not sued Twitter. All we've done is start asking them questions, and they got very uncomfortable answering very simple questions about their policies. And, like, what are the questions that you wanted to ask that they didn't want to tell you? So we wanted to understand what their policies were. If, if they're out telling people they have a socially, you know, that, they're, that you have free speech on, their, on, their, on, their, on, their, on your account, uh, we wanted to understand what their policies were and how they were implementing those policies. Very simple questions about their actual practices and what they say their practices are. That's it. Well, that would be nice to know. That that is the biggest problem. I mean, Ken, you know, I mean, we're we're now the the largest subscription conservative subscription site in the world at the Blaze. 
and they are always messing with our algorithms. They are always uh, screwing us. It's not just Twitter. It's all of them. Uh, and they will never give us a straight answer. Uh, they'll say, gee, no, nothing's going on. Look, here's the evidence. We can show it to you. Just tell us what we did uh, so we can repair it or argue about it. But they won't give us information. And it seriously impacts our business. Seriously absolutely. impacts. Absolutely it does. And they, they, they hold themselves out as a place where you can get, you know, you can, that there is free speech. So they're holding themselves right. out one way. And they're operating another way. And so we want to understand that because, because consumers in Texas have a right to not be treated unfairly or have some type of deceptive trade practice, you know, done on them. And, and right now we have serious concerns about some of these tech companies. I, I sincerely hope and I, I imagine you are, but I sincerely hope you uh, that Texas will stand behind its uh, voices um, in the media, because I, I, I wonder every day how many how many more days weeks or months we have before they just completely just destroy us and well, say you know create your own internet well one of the things they're trying to do with me is they're trying to get the legislature to defund my ability to go fight them and of course i have no doubt they'll try to run somebody against me that will have lots of money to try to knock me out oh, yeah. before i can finish up my lawsuit so they have so much money they can fund opponents and they can fund you know, other other people to come, like, try to take my budget away so I can't go fight them. That's what they're, I've been fighting all such long to keep money so that I can fight these guys. And it's been a, it's been a war inside the legislature. Huh. Uh, Ken, let me talk about something else. Uh, I don't know what the federal government is supposed to do if they're not supposed to protect business, private business from attacks from outside of the country and inside of the country yesterday when the white house said you know this is a private matter with the colonial pipeline and you know if they decide to pay the the ransom then that's their business i i i I mean i've never heard an official ever say we negotiate with terrorists how is this not the primary the primary responsibility of the u.s government to protect businesses from things like this well, look, new warfare is exactly what we're talking about. Because cybersecurity attacks are how these countries and these uh, terrorist nations can can ruin your country without ever walking across your border. And that's exactly the types of things that the federal government should be protecting us against because nobody else has the resources to take on other Correct. governments and other... Well, who else is going to do it? So it's ridiculous for them to say that's a private issue when in reality, if they they aren't going to do anything about it, these countries will destroy us from the outside in without, without without ever firing a shot if our if texas main infrastructure was threatened let's say the the electricity grid which is uh separate uh from everybody else if that was being threatened and what happened to us was from a cyber hacking would you have recommended to anyone that they pay the ransom that the texas power grid pays the ransom no, I mean, that we would do everything possible to pro- try to prevent that. The problem we have is that, and I've dealt with this um, with cities who have had this happen to them, somehow they've gotten into their backup, so you don't even have a way to go back and back it up, and so it's going to be tremendous cost that they, they have no way to pay if they don't pay the ransom. So it's a really awful situation that we need to find a way to address um, proactively, or we're going to see more and more of this. Bad. 
Okay, one one last thing. In Plano last weekend, a police officer uh, was was standing right there as an anarchist pulls out a gun and points it at a Plano citizen, and the police do nothing. I never thought I would see this in Texas. What's happening? You know, I am such a fan of law enforcement and, and defending them because they have so much pressure on them. They get criticized for doing their job, and they have a really hard job and have to make split-second decisions. But when you let somebody, these groups, just come in and take over a highway, you create a tremendous risk for them because they can get hit by a car. You create tremendous risk for the people in the car, and it's, it's against the law. And the police should enforce the law. And these people have every right to protest, just not in the middle of a highway. I, you know, they may be right. I don't, I, they may be right about what they're protesting. Even if they're not, they have a right to protest under our Constitution, but not in the middle of a highway in a busy intersection. So what happened in Plano? What happened? They How did that just, break down? They just let them stay. And they arrested the guy that was complaining about it. And it just seems kind of bizarre to me that the very guy that was being held up in traffic and complaining about it is the guy that gets charged. And everybody else can break the law and they get to no consequence. I mean, this is like how it started in in uh, Portland. Uh, what are we as a state going to do? Can you do anything with the with the local? I mean, I don't I mean, I really appreciate the fact that we we are bifurcated as governments. But what can you do? Anything? All I can do. All I can do is speak out and say this is wrong because these local these cities they hire a city manager who hires a police chief. It's all local control. It's all based on the voters in that city as to whether they're going to allow this to continue. So I can speak out, but I don't have the authority to go tell the police chief, hey, you need to follow the law. I don't think I have ever seen a time in America where we need the individual. And we don't even need experts in you know this uh, you know, uh, department or expert in this department. I mean, it helps. But we need people with just basic common sense. No, that's wrong. You're going to arrest those people and not arrest that person. You know what I mean? We, we just totally. need common sense. We need the average Joe in office right now. You know, you, you say that. Somebody told me I was courageous for speaking out. I said, it's not courageous. It's common sense. Anybody would think it's a bad idea, I think. To, to protest in the middle of a busy intersection by a freeway. That's just, it makes no sense. Why would you allow that when there's so many other places you could protest safely? You know, I've told this story a million times, but I think about it almost every day. When I was over in Auschwitz, I talked with my family to a woman who had been one of the righteous among the nations. When she was very young, she saved Jews and hid them in her barn of her family uh, and saved a lot of people. And I asked her, I said, how, how, how do you water the seed of righteousness in people? So when those tough times come, they're ready. <clears throat> and she said to me, you misunderstand. The righteous didn't suddenly become righteous. They just didn't go over the cliff with the rest of humanity. And that's why what you're saying here about courage is so true. You just have to remember what you grew up knowing was right and knowing what was wrong. It's very simple. Everybody makes it so complicated. It's not. 
What were you taught on the difference between right and wrong? Stand for those things. It's not, I agree. It's, it's not complicated. And I think my kids, when they were in junior high, would have known it was a bad idea to protest. Whether they knew it was against the law, they would have known it was a bad idea to protest in the middle of a busy uh, intersection. It just, it's quite just honestly, simple. I, this is just, this is just parents that didn't take their kid by the ear at some point in their line go, what were you thinking? What were you thinking? You know what I mean? If, if any yeah. of us would have been playing in the street, let alone a highway, our parents would have grabbed us by the ear, thrown us in the back of the car, and uh, the punishment would have been extreme. But they we would have started with, what the hell is wrong with you? It's well, that clear. Well, I, can, I can tell you that my, I had one of my attorneys, one of my top attorneys, call the police chief just so we could try to understand why are you doing this? And his answer was, well, we can't do anything about these people. Well, you know, oh my gosh. It'll, create too, it'll create too much, you know, problem because, you know, of who they are. And so, we, you know, we, what, what can we do? And I'm like, how about just enforce the law and treat everybody the same? I mean, I don't care what group they're from. I don't care if they're from oh a pro-life group or a BLM group. If they're protesting in the middle of a road, it's a bad idea. Well, people in Plano, you should show up at your next city council meeting uh, and uh, you should be questioning your city manager uh, and your mayor on this. This is insanity, just insanity. Ken, thank you for keeping the watch and thanks for doing what you're doing. Uh, please keep us up to date on uh, on Twitter and uh, everything else. One, one more thing. I just uh, and I've got about 30 seconds for you to answer. Um, we we are saying now that anyone can carry a gun and it's a constitutional carry. If we are naming it a constitutional carry, how come we haven't been doing that the whole time? You know what? It's a good question. I've always wondered why we have a Second Amendment. People, I think, have always had the right to do it, but states have limited that, and I don't think that's right. I think people do have a right to carry under the Second Amendment, whether there's a law in the state or not. I mean, that was the whole point, right, that, people, that the, the founders wanted us to be, able to be able to protect ourselves, not from each other, but from the government. And so if, if the government can limit you on that ability, then that's not the Second Amendment. That is not the Second Amendment. So, look, I'm just glad Texas is moving in this direction. It is the right Me direction. Too. And unfortunately, there are plenty of other states who ignore the Constitution, and, and people are not allowed to carry. Thank you so much, Ken Paxton, Attorney General of uh, the great state of Texas. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Have a great day. Well, it wasn't easy, but you made the right decision. I'm sure it wasn't fun getting that second mortgage on the house, but how else were you going to pay for that car repair? You know, I wouldn't worry too much. You can always get a second job, maybe even a third. You know, someday you'll have it all paid off. Uh, that's really the situation we're going to be in. And I'm telling you soon because of the chip shortage. If you get your car back in a timely way, it will cost you a fortune if you had a chip go wrong on your car. If your car is out of warranty, I, I want you to I want you to think of Car Shield like an insurance policy, because that's really what it is. You pay a little bit every month. And you may not have a car repair that month or the next six months. But when you do, if it's massive, you don't have to worry about it. And I'm telling you, the car repairs are going to become massive because of the chip shortage. You're not going to have the extra money to spend. And I know, it, you know, you're paying, I don't even know, 50 bucks, 100 bucks a month to uh, insure your car f with CarShield 
You might think, geez, that's that's a lot of money. Um, have you seen the price of repairs on cars? Trust me, you're, you're going to have to total your car and then you'll be in a boat of what do I do? How do I afford a new car? And you're going to go out and buy a used car that's just as crappy and has no warranty like the car you have. Car Shield cars go further. Find out why. You can help them design your coverage. Go right now and uh, and get coverage with 10% off if you use the promo code back at carshield.com. That's carshield.com. Deductible may apply. The Glenn Beck Program. I don't even know what that means. Hello, America, and uh, welcome to the, to the Glenn Beck Program. <sighs> Stew, 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 stew. Mm. How are you? Good. Mm. Big shows tonight. Are you? Yeah. Are you excited for them? You've got uh, your big show on South Africa. Right before that, we've got brand new documents from a school in Pennsylvania on white privilege. That's on Stew Does America. Yeah. It's going to be a big night tonight. Excited is not the right word. I mean, excited because we have wanted to do tonight's show for about two years. We're going to show things that have never been seen before. Uh, we'll show you what's coming to America, and we'll show you exactly what pitting races against each other leads to, and Marxist policies. Tonight, a show you will never forget. Do not watch it with your small children. Uh, some disturbing video tonight, Blaze this TV and on YouTube. Program. Let me tell you about real estate agents I trust.com. If you're looking to buy or sell a home, now's the time to do it. Uh, maybe not to buy a home, but to sell a home, definitely the time to do it. Uh, and we can make it really simple for you with the right real estate agent, real estate agents. I trust.com. Whether you're a buyer or a seller, don't roll the dice, get the best person in the area where you are selling or buying, and you can do it through real estate agents. I trust.com. You're looking for a real estate agent. Maybe you have to sell your parents' house or your grandparents' house or whatever it is. And you're all the way across the country. How do you find a real estate agent? We'll help you. Free service to you. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. Welcome to the program. We've got a lot to cover and a lot to show you about our future. I'll explain in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. Well, the weekend is coming down the pike. That means pretty soon you're going to be dragging your tired bones out of bed early Saturday morning to get the yard mode before it gets too hot. Well, I can help you with that. I can cut the time of your grass cutting in half. You're spending an hour and a half, two hours mowing the lawn on Saturdays. You can you can get that done in uh, half the time, half the time. 
it's not hard. It's a hustler. They these hustler mowers. They come with different decks. You can get it as big as 104 inches, which will cut a football field in 10 minutes. I mean, that's astounding. So you can get it, and they last forever because they were made for industrial use. Now they make it in a home size deck, so you know you can get it through your you know backyard gate or whatever. And it will cut your time in half. They are so great, so dependable, uh, and they've been building them since the 1960s. These are the people that invented the zero-turn lawnmower back in the 1960s. So if you want the best lawnmower money can buy, and you want one that is going to last and last and last and last, if it wasn't for the gasoline engine, I have to tell you, you'd be passing this one on to your son. It is a great lawnmower. It's Hustler. Hustler Turf. Find a Hustler dealer near you and test drive one. Go and A-B compare. You will not find a better lawnmower than this one. It's HustlerTurf.com. That's HustlerTurf.com. Tonight, you can call it what you want. Cultural Marxism, Neo-Marxism, Progressivism, the New American Left, whatever. They all have, it's all saying the same thing now. The radical rhetoric and policies that will bring violent consequences. Now, how can you possibly say that? Glenn, we're just trying to make the country better. No, you're not. No, you're not. At this point, if you are for these radical policies, you are a Marxist or you're a rube. It is destroying our country and pulling us apart. The calls for defunding the police because they're racist, all left officers to be ambushed and and killed. Police are being held back. Crimes are spiking in record numbers. Crime is going up faster than the price of food in America. Faster than the price of lumber in America. And that's saying something. Critical race theory is now absolutely everywhere in our government, corporations and our schools. Revolution is what they want. Tearing the entire system down is the goal, and the Marxists did it in places like the Soviet Union. They did it in China. They did it in Germany. In in all of those cases, people are blamed. It's those people over there. We've never been like that here in America. And the ones who feel it the hardest when things really get trouble... It's not the real rich. It's the landowners and the farmers. And I'm going to show you something that I have wanted to bring to you for at least two years. And it is a very dicey situation because it's complex. It's, it, would be like, it would be like saying that all of America's problems are caused by Marxists. It's not. It's not. All of America's problem is because of this this push and rush to a race war. It's not. It's much more complex. And I have not been able to show you this stuff because I wanted the hardcore evidence. I wanted the videotapes to show it. And I wanted the whole story. Well, we've been working on it now for months. And I think through divine providence, uh, it's happening tonight. Because when I started this two years ago, it wasn't about us. It was about this situation that someone had to speak out against. And uh, 
Now it's just a glimpse into our future, our near future. And you will understand it tonight. You'll understand what's happening in America, unlike you've ever understood it before. And you will see why these, all of these admirals and generals came out yesterday and wrote a letter and said, our republic is at stake right now. We are in more trouble than we have been in since 1776. And if the American people don't stand up and they don't get involved locally, we're not going to make it. You'll understand that much more tonight at 9 o'clock. Uh, just a warning, don't watch it with your little kids. I know a lot of families like to watch the program. This is not one for sensitive children or little children. Uh, I think you could watch it with your teenagers. I think, in fact, you should watch it with your teenagers. Maybe it will help put their feet in cement on what we're facing. Uh, but there is some disturbing video, but we have to show it. So you believe it because I don't think, well, I know, I know the reason why it's taken us two years is because you don't know who to believe. Well, in this case, you can believe your eyes. It's, uh, it's revolution on the rise. How Marxism's early stages are happening right now. Don't miss tonight's show. You can find this on Pluto TV. You can find it on YouTube.com slash Blaze TV. Also, BlazeTV.com. Use the uh, promo code Glenn and save on your subscription. If you're not yet a member, I urge you to become a member. We need to stick together now more than ever, and we rely on you to be able to do, especially these long-term kind of investigations like this tonight you don't want to miss it revolution on the rise 9 p.m eastern on blaze tv.com slash glenn youtube.com slash blaze tv and pluto okay there's a new poll out the survey performed by the firm competitive edge research released by the educational research and advocacy group parents defending education found that 74% of respondents are somewhat or strongly opposed to white privilege training and to schools communicating minorities are inherently oppressed. Only 6% of the population was for this. Six. If you feel overwhelmed and you feel you're alone, only 6% are for this. The rest are too afraid to say anything. At this point, they don't have guns. What are you afraid of? All is required is you to group together and speak out. Go and run for your school board. Get on to your city council. Do whatever you have to do to protect What's being taught in our schools and get this. This is worse than Common Core. This is much worse than Common Core. This is re-education. This is indoctrination of our children. And it is so destructive. The only way I can truly describe it is evil. And I describe it as evil because Tell me the good that comes out of teaching our children that the only way to stop discrimination is to discriminate. The only way to stop racism is to be a racist in the other direction. Tell me the good that comes out of, hey, uh, kids, you'll never make it. Be 
because of them. Not good. It is not good. There is a narrow sliver of the farthest left voters that view woke education favorably. A small 6% uh, sliver. I deliver the message to you today, and I have said this to you since 2007. You are not alone. You are in the majority. However, that sliver is in charge of a lot of stuff. I'm going to give you two examples. The entire Oklahoma City Board of Education denounced a law passed last Friday that bans critical race theory in public schools, calling it racist and an insult. This is the school board on record after after the House and the Senate passed a law and said no critical race theory. They freaked out. They said, the, according to the school board, that they worry House Bill 1775 will prevent accurate lessons involving race and history. That's so much bullcrap, I, I can't even... There's not a big enough shovel for that bullcrap. There is no one that wants accurate history taught more than me or probably you. I know the dark history of America. I can out-dark you on American history. I don't care if you're Van Jones. I can make J Van Jones' hair stand up and, and turn white. I can tell you the bad things that America has done, especially in Tulsa, Oklahoma. But that's not who we are. That's who we were. And that's who we should never, ever become again. And we should talk about the triumph over that kind of evil. I want all of it to be talked about. I want I am so sick and tired of people thinking that Andrew Jackson on our $20 bill is a decent guy or just an OK president. I think he ended the republic that the founders built I think that's when we actually took our first turn away from, well, I know it, from divine providence to manifest destiny. Completely an un-American idea. Manifest destiny is not an American idea. So they're freaking out. That's in Oklahoma. That's not New York. That's Oklahoma. So if you think, if you think, you live in a in a uh, in a place less conservative than Oklahoma. You've got problems because all members of the school board said this was an outrage that they can't teach critical race theory. Now let me give you another story. This one from uh, the Daily Caller: Teachers at Tennessee public schools criticize the state's ban on critical race theory instruction, saying it will hurt their ability to teach student students about racism. I have no problem teaching about racism. I have every, every fiber in me is against teaching anti-racism because that is racism. 
Tennessee General Assembly banned CRT instruction in early May, preventing schools from teaching students uh, and individual that it is inherently racist as a group or as an individual or an oppressor because of their race. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Or you can also talk that the teach that the U.S. is inherently a racist country. I mean, what happens to all the other countries that, have, that were built on slavery? What happened to those countries? Why are we the only one that is inherently racist? How about Egypt? How about Egypt? How about England? How about Brazil? How about Mexico? You know, I'm reading this great book called The Fingerprints of the Gods, um, and it, it's, a, it's a search for uh, the true history of humanity. The theory is, is that humans didn't just pop up 6,000 years ago or 5,000 years ago. Humans were here before, and there was a very technological uh, savvy um, race of people that... Uh, had technology in some regards as as much as we did, and it destroyed itself. Something happened. Anyway, um, this guy, uh, scientist, historian, is going around the world, and he's finding evidence of all of these things. You know, how did this happen if it, if it wasn't there before? Who actually is responsible for all these things? And he's on South America, and he's talking about you know, the uh, the Aztecs and, uh, you know, how bad the Aztecs were. And then he said, you know, Spain comes in and they just slaughter all of the Aztecs. Well, what about Spain? Really? You want to talk about you want to talk about taking over a nation? Spain. They come over uh, and now everybody's speaking Spanish. Spanish, Spain, Spanish. How come Mexico isn't inherently racist? So sick of it. Anyway, I digress. Lil Jar- Liz Jarvis, an English uh, teacher, she's, uh, she teaches English as a second language uh, in Memphis. She plans to flout the law. She says she, uh, she says the law favors white children. To be frank, the bill will not make it harder for my personal classroom because I plan to ignore it. Who's going to enforce it? This is a bill that viciously favors white children and ignores the needs of children of color. So there's at least one uh, teacher um, that says it doesn't matter. There are a lot of teachers. Why? Because they were indoctrinated. Why just, why become a teacher? You think you're going to be able to change the world. And I mean, you're, you're somebody plotting to change the world. Why become a teacher? Unless you're going to become a teacher that teaches teachers. Why have 40 students or 25 students and just teach them? Why not teach 100 students who are then going right after your class to teach. You teach far too many people that way. It's perfect. That's why our, inf- our universities have been infiltrated for so long. Teach the teachers. Teach the leaders of tomorrow. And the leaders of tomorrow, the ones who are going to be directly from you, 
right into CEOs, you know, in a few years, right into the classroom. Give them the indoctrination first. And then when the time is right, they will indoctrinate. They believe it because many of them have already been indoctrinated. The poison is already in them. And I have to tell you, unless your teachers stand up against it, if there's any, well, but we kind of understand critical race, stand up in your community and fire the teachers. Fire them. Get the labor unions out of your classrooms. But you've got to stand up. More in a second. Oh, we're not alone. And sometimes it feels overwhelming. It feels like everybody with power and money, uh, they are they're against everything we believe. Let me tell you, we must support those companies that have at least as good of a service as the competitor and are on our side. I would never ask you to switch to something that wasn't as good. Patriot Mobile is. They have the same service. In fact, they have the broadest nationwide coverage, and they use the same cell towers as all of the major carriers. So you're going to get the same great service. Why haven't you switched yet? Patriot Mobile. PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Call uh, their U.S.-based customer service team at 972-PATRIOT, 972-PATRIOT. Veterans and first responders save even more. That you can have a great plan that fits any budget, including multi-line discounts. It's patriotmobile.com slash Beck. They are standing with you. Help them stand and become big and become a very powerful force for good. Patriotmobile.com slash Beck. 10 seconds, station ID. This is the Glenn Beck program. You know, I'm looking at this uh, critical race theory um, polling, Stu. I'd love for you to break this down. Maybe you can look at it. Sure. I don't know if you have a copy of it, Mm -hmm. but I'd love for you to look at the stats and see if it's one we can trust. But it to me, it sounds right. Seventy percent of the people are hardcore or somewhat against critical race theory being taught. And only 7% are, are cheerleaders on the side saying, yes, we have, to, we have to have this in. Sounds about right. I, to me, that seems right. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's just a feeling. But yes, it does seem to be right. Like there, I think a lot of people are like hesitant. They don't want to oppose it publicly. But I don't think a lot of people actually think this is a good idea, including most minorities, the overwhelming majority of minorities. Right. And that's what this poll shows, that it's not just white Republicans. Um it's it's black Republicans, black Democrats, and many white and black Democrats. But the support that six or seven percent support seems to be coming from mainly white uber liberals. Mm. Again, that sounds absolutely right. Uh, it absolutely does. Uh, not shocking at all. Uh, and it seems to be, you know, it, it manifests itself in areas like the teachers unions, right? Um, You Mm -hmm. know, uh, on the show tonight on Studios America, we have documents that kind of got leaked from a a school district in Pennsylvania uh, that no one's seen before. It's a privilege uh, checklist 
that these students are are forced to go through to see are they white privileged are they i guess thin privileged some of it is like it's you know are, are you being well, judged because of your know. weight i don't know you know i certainly yes it's totally foreign to me yes uh <laughs> somebody should send me a check yes so i could buy more ho-hos but yes i'm definitely being discriminated this against. is everywhere it. glenn it's everywhere it's everywhere right, and this seven percent of people are driving it we're going to talk a little bit more about this and the shows tonight coming up. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Okay, three reasons why you should go to amac.us slash Beck right now and join. First and foremost, AMAC, their advocacy group is growing every day and getting stronger on Capitol Hill. If you like the policies that happened under the Trump administration, AMAC was there. I mean, they were called to the White House. They were called to the Capitol to make sure that they were in the room on. OK, so how do you think this should you know, be? What are your constituents uh, saying? And they didn't they didn't represent the constituents point of view. They said, let's do an open conference call. And so they had everybody online, you know, with Donald Trump. And you could voice your opinion to Congress. You could voice it to the Senate, to these committees, to Donald Trump. That's the kind of grassroots group this is. Plus, you get all of the things that you get from a, you know, 50 plus uh, organization if you want all the discounts and everything else. Join AMAC now. Join for the advocacy, the benefits, the information. But just join because America needs you. AMAC.us slash Beck. Back to back tonight, Stu Does America, Glenn TV. Don't miss it. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn to save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. This is the Glenn Beck program. Tonight is a very important night uh, for the Glenn Beck audience. If you will join us, uh, you are going to see some things that. Uh, you haven't seen before and we are very very careful in our vetting others have tried to show it to you before um, and have been hammered uh, I mean into little into little pieces Uh, I am afraid that um, we've already given away too much on today's program uh, and we will be throttled for it we may even receive uh, strikes against us from Facebook or wherever it is posted. This is a story no one wants you to hear, and we will show you why. We'll show you who is silencing, um, and uh, and we'll A-B compare history to today. Why was it totally okay to talk about it before? And yet these same people who were ringing the bell last time are now saying nothing to see here. Marxism is the answer, and it is coming here uh to america and it is disturbing let me just give you a sneak peek in in the days of of stalin in the 1930s uh there was a problem because stalin was saying we need more food in the cities and so these farmers have to grow more food well the farmers couldn't grow more more food in fact they were They were trying to get an extra crop. Believe it or not, the government was saying, plant in the winter, grow in the winter. That's how 
detached people were uh, in Moscow from the reality of farming. Grow it in the winter. Why aren't you growing it in the winter? Because you can't grow crops in the winter. And when they didn't and they failed to meet the expectations, that's when Stalin said the kulaks have to go. The kulaks were the landowners. The kulaks were also the farmers. And he issued a uh, elimination directive. I'm going to quote Stalin in order to eliminate the kulaks as a class. It is necessary to openly break their spirit and resistance and to deprive them of the sources for further existence and development. Does that sound anything like what's happening right now? We have to break their spirit and their resistance and deprive them of sources for further existence and development? Yeah, that's called the cancel culture. I mean, that this is much worse than the cancel culture uh, in uh, Stalin's world. But it was the cancel culture at first. And it ended up in starvation, starvation. Uh, I am telling you, I'm going to show you tonight how it is all being set up for here. And we are we're right around the corner. There's somebody else leading the world and we will show it to you uh, and and prove it to you. Prove that people are lying to you tonight at uh, 9 p.m. You can watch it on YouTube dot com slash Glenn for free. I don't know if it's going to actually make it. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be throttled. Um, it's actually YouTube dot uh, YouTube dot com slash Blaze TV is where you can watch that tonight. Uh, you can also watch it on Pluto. Uh, but the safest place to watch it is uh, on Blaze TV. And you can become a member uh, and watch it tonight. Also preceding this is is Stu. And he's also going into the. Uh, the cancel culture and the uh, critical race theory and Marxism and what's being done to us now uh, through everything, really through everything. Uh, so it's a two hour uh, broadcast. If you want to watch Stu at 8 p.m. Eastern, he will precede me on the network. And then 9 p.m. is my special. Stu, tell me a little bit about yours. Yeah, you can watch it at YouTube.com slash Stu Does America. We got basically leaked documents from a school who has been handing out an assignment for this. We're talking about like freshmen in high school about how to check your privilege and all of the different ways that you should check your privilege. Now we're talking about things like, you know, questions like you need to give a yes or no to a bunch of questions. Give you a couple examples. I can go shopping alone. Most of the time, pretty well assured that I will not be followed or harassed. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, I am never asked to speak for all the people of my racial group. I can be pretty sure that I talk, if I talk to the person in charge, I will be facing a person of my race. Um, I, uh, it goes on to do other things like uh, gender expression. Uh, it goes on to even like fat shaming type of questions. Uh, people do not assume that I am lazy based solely on my size. Now, I know for a fact people often assume that I am lazy based solely on my size i don't know mm-hmm. that necessarily that's a that's something we need to be uh pushing on freshmen in in high school this is a 
there's a bunch of stuff. We're going to go through all of it tonight. You can see the documents. We'll show them to you uh, tonight on Studios America. But like, this is just yet another example of something that is incredibly widespread. And it's like, in a way, a germ of what you're talking about on your show tonight, right? It's like one of the building blocks of a larger oh, yeah. transition of a country turning is making sure that education turns against the, the, the fundamental principles like, I mean, opposition to racism, right? Like we are, Martin Luther King talked about this. We are opposed uh, to racism. We don't discriminate against people based on their race. Well, that's now been reversed. Now, if you, we, you know, we see this in, in what, the documents that were leaked earlier this week from Chris Rufo on Disney, where they talked about a colorblind society as the enemy uh, of 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 what we're supposed to be doing oh, and much wait of, until so yeah. so Stu is going to be talking to you about how it's being shoveled into our schools uh and and everywhere else mm-hmm. i'm really concerned from the story that i i saw today from oklahoma and then tennessee where the school board says this law of not teaching critical race theory in school it's dangerous and uh it's just your white privilege that's saying that you shouldn't uh, have your kids learn this. That kind of arrogance when people have spoken um, is dangerous. And then, you know, the story I told you a few minutes ago from Tennessee where teachers are saying, I don't care what the law says. We're going to teach it anyway. That is that attitude is more prevalent in our schools than you think. They are not answering to the people. Uh, and it is. It is very dangerous, very, very dangerous. And they know this is the end game. If you get this, if you get our kids believing this, they will turn against you and turn against everything that you've taught them. We cannot teach this stuff to our children, which leads me to a letter that I shared in full at the beginning of this broadcast. If you missed any of the show today, you might want to go back and listen to it. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts. Um, you can get clips of it at youtube.com slash Glenn, or you can get all the clips and the whole show and the podcasts, uh, all at blaze tv.com slash Glenn. But at the beginning of the program, I read a letter that, uh, I, 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 I don't know very many people that even know this came out yesterday. Uh, but it was an open letter from many, many retired generals and admirals. And I just want to give you the first couple couple lines our nation is in deep peril we are in a fight for our survival as a constitutional republic like no other time since our founding in 1776 the conflict is between supporters of socialism and marxism versus supporters of constitutional freedom and liberty during the 2020 election, an open letter from senior military leaders was signed by 317 retired generals and admirals, and it said that the 2020 election could be the most important election since our country was founded, quote, with the Democratic Party welcoming socialist and Marxist, our historic way of life is at stake. We are on the very edge. Now, there's another letter that is going around also from former military people, and that letter is going around in France. I don't know if you've heard this, but France is on the edge because they have, I think, a thousand of their former generals and maybe even a 
few current ones that wrote almost the same letter, except they say they're being destroyed within because of political correctness. Um, the poison that is coming from overseas, that would be us, the Marxist stuff. But mainly they're concerned about their way of life being stomped out by the Islamicist movement. And all of the people that signed that, all of the people that are with that, are, uh, are being called all kinds of names. Racist, you know, xenophobes, everything over in France. It's interesting that we are headed towards revolution the same time France is. But I don't think this is going to be only fought here. I think the entire world is being pushed into this global system. Russia will love it. China will love it. Dictor- dictators all over the world will love it. Giant business will love it. Uh, but the, the American people, the British people, the French people, the people who know what freedom really is, they will not. The people are pushing for less control from governments and banks and everything else, while the banks and the governments and the businesses are pushing for more control of your life. I just want you to know you are not alone. It is a small number of elitists that are doing this. You're not alone. The average person, and I think you can see the average person uh, in other countries, the people who stood up for Brexit, the people, quite honestly, that are standing up for freedom in Scotland, the people that are standing up against the loss of their culture in France, we're all pretty much saying the same thing. There's a poison that is trying to destroy us and who we are as a people. And we're not going to have any of it. If we don't get involved now at the local level, it will be too late. And then we'll actually have a revolution. And that's something nobody should want. That will just lead to all kinds of uh, unforeseen consequences. By the way, uh, the Pentagon's new anti-extremism chief, uh, he's the point man now for quashing extremism in the ranks. Uh, He is um, Bishop Garrison. He's the senior advisor to Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin, and he's heading up the Pentagon's diversity and inclusion efforts. Well, he's also in charge now of the uh, freshly formed Countering Extremism Working Group uh, that is looking for all the extremists from uh, January 6th. Um, The thing you should probably know about him, uh, a collection of his posts starting in 2019, the Twitter account of Bishop uh, Garrison, uh, he vilified not only Donald Trump, but all of his supporters as racist and championed the discredited 1619 project. This guy is a radical. They are inside the military ranks. That's another reason why our generals and admirals spoke out yesterday. This is a warning, a very big warning. Let's hope to God it's not our final. All right. I want you to think back the last time you had an opportunity for a windfall that just lands in your lap. 
You're like, whoa, extra money. <laughs> Yesterday, I actually won the lottery. And I always said I, I wouldn't come into work if I won the lottery, but I did win the I'm legitimately telling you the truth. I won the lottery last night. But this lottery was so I could buy concrete. <laughs> wow. Wow. Thanks. That's the lottery I wanted to win. Anyway, when's the last time you had a windfall fall right into your lap? You have one right now. If you just take a step back and call American Financing, they can save you hundreds of dollars every month, if not a thousand or more. If you have a mortgage that is three or four percent or higher. If you have uh, high interest credit card bills, what are you paying? 10, 12, 18 percent. Get those down to two and a half, even three percent. You will save so much money every month and you don't have to extend your mortgage. All you have to do is call the people at American Financing. They're waiting for your call right now. 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440 or AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334. www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Oh, my gosh. I can't tell you. I saw a picture of President Miles uh, sitting in your house, and I saw the baseboards were all undone, and I thought, Stu's living through it, too. Many people in Texas are living through major reconstruction right now because of the storm, Um, and uh, because a lot of houses were just destroyed. I'm redoing my barn. My barn. And they're now telling me that I have to get a whole new electrical panel and new wire laid in the ground and I'm like it's a barn it's a it's like it's like a carport that, that's <laughs> what it has lights yes it'll have an air compressor in it but they're saying it's going to take one to four times the power of an average house hmm. no it's not hmm. no it's not it has garage door openers lights a compressor What are you talking about? It's insane. It's insane. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America. There is a lot of talk in Washington, D.C. about common sense policing. We're going to take some federal action. This George Floyd thing's got to stop. Well, okay, I agree with you. But what what are you doing in the federal government on policing? I, I... I'd like to go through uh, what's happening in the Senate and the House with the George Floyd police reform bill uh, because I'm I'm really concerned and want to be a hawk with a, just an open eyes looking for any attempts to federalize anything with the police. Federalization of the police would be a very bad thing. Does this bill even have a little bit of a hint of that in it. I honestly don't know, but I happen to know somebody who does, and he joins us in just a couple of seconds. Stand by. The Glenn Beck Program. You know, one of the things you learn when you have a dog is just how much of a give-and-take relationship it really is. Um, I mean, I get so much from my dog. Loyalty, protection, friendship, kindness, uh, I mean, I'm really on the taking end of it uh, with him. I want to make sure that I give him the best. We give him all kinds of love. We give him a, a warm shelter. We 
We actually cuddled with him the other night. Here's our big, huge German shepherd that's not afraid of anything. Uh, and we cuddled with him last night because the storms were so bad. He was freaking out about the thunder and lightning. Um, we want to make sure that he is healthy and that he is happy. That's why we feed rough greens to him. We put it on his food. It's not a dog food. It's a supplement. And it has everything that your dog needs to live. Um, you know, probiotics. I don't think about that with a dog. Well, if you're eating, eating dry dog food, everything in his bowl is dead. He needs things just like you need probiotics. You can get a bag now of rough greens and just try it out. My dog thinks it's crack. He loves it. He runs to the bowl and licks it clean. That is a completely different behavior from a year ago when I, you know, when I first started feeding him rough greens. It, we had to feed him by hand. I'm not, I'm not kidding. He hated eating. Now you put rough greens on it and it's dog crack. Not all dogs are the same. They want to make sure that you don't pay for something that your dog's just not going to like and not use. So they're going to send you a little free trial bag. Uh, it's got about, I don't know, three or four nights for a dog my size. If you have, you know, Pat-sized dog, it'll last maybe a year. Um, but all you have to do is pay for shipping, and they'll send you a little bag of rough greens and uh, put it on your dog's food. Make sure that they like it. If they do, order the full bag and start to watch a difference in your dog. They it's remarkable. And everyone I know that has their dog eating rough greens, same thing. Ruffgreens.com slash Beck. That's ruffgreens.com. Or you can call them now at 833-GLEN, G-L-E-N-N-33. 833-GLEN-33 or ruffgreens.com slash Beck. Peter Kersenow is with us. He is an attorney and member of the U.S. Commission on Civil Rights. And I wanted to talk to him about the George Floyd Policing Act. Peter, how are you, sir? Doing well, Glenn. Thanks for having me. Good. I think it's fair to say that the vast majority of Americans, I think with very few exceptions, think what happened to George Floyd was wrong and it just shouldn't have happened the way it did. Uh, I think there's a lot of people, at least in this audience, and including me, that they don't think it was murder. He didn't intentionally set out uh, to kill him. And we need to make sure that the good cops uh, are not on the force and the uh, the or sorry, uh, the good cops are on the force and the bad cops, which I think are few and far between, are not on the force. And we we treat our police officers with respect but we demand the highest level of service which i think most of them give however i don't think that there's a lot of people that are being reasonable about things right now especially when it comes to police and so i'm very concerned about the george floyd policing act i want to tell you right off the bat i know as much as the average person which is almost nothing that's why you're on i wanted to make sure that you know, this isn't a a cover of some sort of federal uh, expansion. Can you tell us what's in the act? Sure. Uh, your instincts with respect to this are correct. This is an intrusive bill, intrusive mm. in terms of more federal involvement in local police matters. 
And it's not going to solve anything that it purports. I mean, it's called the George Floyd uh, policing, Justice and Policing Act, but it's not going to address any of the issues related to the perception that police may be uh, targeting certain people of color, may have uh, more aggressive postures toward certain individuals. It's not going to have anything to do with that. This is going to be something that is more of a quota system. And it's going to relax policing standards. It will result in more likely, I mean, this is, you can see a cause and effect throughout history with respect to legislation or actions like this where they do this. And let's say it's well-intended. I'm not even sure that it's well-intended. I simply think it's a reaction, a political reaction to what they see or perceive to be um, um, racially disparate policing. And it will result in hamstringing police, uh, handcuffing them in a way that will be dangerous to the community and to the police themselves, and will do really just, uh, uh, I would call, un-American things, but, but crazy and stupid things, among which... Like what? Is, well, um, it requires, it, it, it raises a presumption that if there are disparities in stops, searches, uh, traffic stops, for example, or or searches on the sidewalk, if there are any kind of racial disparities, numerical disparities in that, the presumption is that that was a result or that is evidence of racial profiling. And there, nothing could be further from the truth. We saw this kind of thing, Glenn, back in the 80s and then in the 90s when Giuliani came into, into mm-hmm. office in New York where, you know, you had more aggressive type of policing. It was lawful, but more aggressive, and the crime rates plummeted because they targeted those areas and those individuals more likely to be involved in criminal activity. Police used their good instincts to do that. And as so, a result, crime in New York fell. So if you're, are, you're telling me, let's just say my town, um, which is an affluent uh, little suburb uh, and the crime rate is very, very low here. The, the real crime, the number one reported crime is domestic abuse. Um, so if we if there was a disparity on, let's say, stopping, uh, you know, looking for robbers or only going to black homes or searching black people or whatever, Asians, anybody, you're searching them, but you're not searching in our community uh, the white people, you you would we would be in trouble. I mean, do we have to. Do we have to go to homes and ask them about domestic abuse if it's not the white rich people doing it? I mean, because it's the the right white rich people that are beating each other up in their houses at night in my neighborhood. The the presumption is that any type of racial disparity is a sign of some type of discrimination, some type of invidious practice that will then invoke the jurisdiction of the federal government and others, too, by the way, because the federal government is going to be contracting with, among others, the NAACP, La Raza, ACLU, to to study these disparities and come up with pilot programs for enforcement and training of police officers, police departments, so they will not be engaged in this kind of conduct so what and they are being funded too um i don't remember exactly the amount of funds it's not clear from the legislation but you can you can expect it's going to be a lot of money they'll be funding more money into these organizations to come up with the so we're giving we're we're we will be giving money to the race otherwise known as la raza we'll be giving money to them to police our police 
Yeah, that's that's the intent here, and you can just imagine what that's going to look like. And um, you know, the the disparities then will naturally result in a certain type of calculated policing. In other words, if you look at Chicago, Chicago's a good example. We know that uh, it's it's just an incredible crime wave that's been going on there for several years now. More than 90% of all shooting victims and perpetrators are black, okay? Even though only about 30-something percent of the entire city of Chicago is black. Well, that's a prima facie disparity right there, which would trigger scrutiny of the Chicago Police Department. And of course, People are going to try to, just as a matter of human nature, try to, quote unquote, get their numbers right. So in order not to be accused of any kind of racial misconduct, maybe be subject to scrutiny, possible prosecution by the Civil Rights Division of, of the Justice Department, uh, you know, there's going to be more calculated policing. I'm not saying that it's going to be done in a way that, you know, it's going to be proportionate to the racial makeup of the city, but you can be assured that individuals are going to act like human beings. And when they understand that there are punitive actions that may be in the offing, if they get their numbers wrong, there might be a skewing of the kind of policing that you would ordinarily see so what is that? if it was being done based on crime. What does that mean that they, they just stop people for you uh, guys, we're out of whack. You need more white people. Does it have to be the same crime or can it just be traffic ticket? What, what does that mean that they would it's balance likely, that yeah. out? It's likely going to be an apples to apples comparison so that if 90 percent oh of traffic gosh. stops are of uh, blacks, they better start to get that number right, at least more in proportion with what the composition is in that particular locality. If okay. it, you know, what, it doesn't matter which crime. How does that is, work on murder? <laughs> does it work on murder <laughs> it really i get can. the traffic it, stops not murder none of these none of these things can really work i mean if you take a look at the real world adult data on this there are significant differences in commission of certain crimes based on race there's no ifs ands or buts about it you can't elide right. that fact and if you want to have a safer community especially a black look i live in all black neighborhood in cleveland ohio Okay, I've been living there for 40 years, and there's more crime there than where my law partners live, which are in the Tonier suburbs. I just happen to choose to live there, and I've got a very nice little property there, and it's a nice little community, but there's a lot of crime in that neighborhood. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Now, the fact of the matter is that it, what's the old saying from uh, Willie Sutton, you know, why do you rob banks? Well, that's where the money is. Well, why right. should we have more policing in black neighborhoods? Because on a per capita basis, there is more crime there. And if you don't do that, if you don't have a greater concentration of efforts in the communities where there is crime, you're going to get even more crime. And we saw that after the Michael Brown incident back in 2000, whatever it was, 14, 15, uh, which resulted in what Heather McDonald called the Ferguson effect, withdrawal of active policing mm -hmm. from high crime neighborhoods because cops were afraid of ending up like the cops who've been accused of, you know, police misconduct because of shooting blacks. So you get that withdrawal, and what happens? Crime spikes in those neighborhoods. We saw that after the George Floyd incident. Crime in Something black everywhere. neighborhoods has gone up 300, 400%. It's not just confined to right. black neighborhoods, but in the areas where you, you really need the policing, police because of, sometimes because of consent decrees from the Department of Justice, which the Obama administration was famous for imposing, sometimes because just the natural reticence on the part of police, they don't want to end up mm -hmm. like Derek, Derek Chauvin or anyone else, 
there are, there's data out there that shows that black police officers, for example, are 3.3 times more likely to shoot a suspect than white police officers. And it's just common sense. White police officers are petrified of withdrawing their service right. revolver because they know what's going to happen. And that makes for not just it's, it's unsafe for police officers, but it's unsafe for the community because that active, aggressive kind of policing that's necessary to deter crime and to apprehend felons uh, is is going to be lacking. It's going to wane. And that's precisely what's going to happen with the George Floyd uh, Justice and Policing Act. Okay, so I, I want to ask you two questions uh, first, uh, just to make sure I understand uh, what I think we're headed towards. Right now, people are talking about a civil war in France because of these no-go zones. And they have they have said, police, you can't go into these areas, and they are surrounding and choking off the major cities. Crime is is handled by the Islamists, uh, and it's bad. It's really dangerous, uh, some of these uh, no-go zones. It, this is kind of an unofficial no-go zone. I mean, it would just naturally happen, wouldn't it? The cumulative effect of all of these practices, including the effect of the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act, would have something similar to that. We're seeing some semblance of that even before this act goes into effect. Right now, it's still pending in the Senate. It was passed by the House last summer. Um, I don't think there have been any recent actions on it because of the presidential election and, you know, the run-up in the the Biden administration kind of ramping up. But nonetheless, take a look at, we've got no-go zones already up in Minneapolis and Seattle Mm -hmm. and, and other places. Yes, we do. And it's going to be that much worse when, when you have the compounding effect of the Ferguson effect because of, of the riots and the BLM protests of the last summer, and then this kind of hamstringing of natural police mm. conduct, it's going to result in cr- more criminals having a free reign to terrorize communities in Chicago. Oh, you know, whatever municipal area you're talking about or urban area where there's always going to be some higher crime rates. This is a, it's so ill-considered, it's, it's incredible. I don't know if it'll pass in the Senate. Um, you know, it's, I'm hopeful that there are some senators that uh, are a little bit more mature mm. and thoughtful about this. Maybe. But we're on this George Floyd uh, uh, train right now where we're upending so much of our, so many of our institutions and our culture. And much of it is based on a flawed narrative. And that flawed narrative, of course, is that cops are out there just executing blacks. And the fact of the matter is, Black suspects are actually proportionally less likely to be shot than white suspects are. They're less likely. They are. Are, uh, on an aggregate basis, are blacks more likely to be shot? I mean, cumulative numbers? Yes. But the reason for that is blacks are vastly more likely to be involved in criminal conduct in which there's going to be an encounter with a cop. That's the reason for it. You know, you take a look at the fact that um, in terms of crime rates, blacks are almost seven times, 6.8 times more likely than whites to be arrested for murder. Blacks are 2.74 times more likely than whites to be arrested for killing a cop. It's, it, those types of figures are extraordinary and go down the list of, of every felony that you can think of. And that's why blacks are going to have more encounters with cop that may result in some type right. of, of interaction using the uh, use of force. Okay, Peter, hang on just a second. I want to take a one-minute break, and I have one more question for you. And it revolves about something that happened in Atlanta five to ten years ago, and I'm afraid it's going to come 
to all police departments. Um, and I think you hinted about it uh, a minute ago. So we'll, we'll get to that in one minute. First, I, would, I want you to know I would love nothing more than the Federal Reserve to be right about the inflation we're seeing being transitory. The inflation numbers came out today much higher than expected. Uh, they were expecting maybe 3.2, 3.6, and it was 4.2. Uh, 4.2% inflation year over year. That is uh, a lot. Uh, and it's only going to get worse from here. They say it's not a problem. Uh, in fact, Chuck Schumer even just said that it was Donald Trump's fault because he didn't let enough uh, illegal immigrants come in. So we can't find any workers. Really? Is that why we can't find workers? It's insane what's going on. This is an insurance policy against insanity. It is a bet for you and your family on the future, and that is gold from Goldline. Please, please consider this for your family. Nobody's telling you to put everything in it. 10% of what you have saved, put that in. It, it, the inflation means you are losing buying power. Gold goes up as the dollar goes down. They are directly related to each other. As they print more, gold will go up. Please call Goldline now and find out if it's right for you and your family. They have the graded $5 Liberty coins. These are the ones that I buy. They're really good. They have a special going on right now. Limited time offer on the product. They're waiting to hear from you. Call 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. Call them right now. Just get the information and start the ball rolling. It's 866-GOLDLINE. 10 seconds, station ID. So Peter Kersenow, he's um, he was actually on the uh, National Labor Relations Board in 2006, uh, appointed by uh, President George W. Bush. Boy, would I love to talk to you about that uh, and what <laughs> is being done there. Uh, we might have to have you on talk just about w- what is happening with our labor unions and, and, and everything else. Um, but we're talking about policing. There was a story that came out, Peter, uh, back after 2010. And it was about policing in Atlanta. They were having a hard time finding people that wanted to be a police officer in Atlanta. So they had to relax the standards. And they actually had people who had been in prison that were applying to become a cop. And they were close to relaxing it to the point to where those people would get in. That's extraordinarily dangerous. Um, right. How f- when you said they're relaxing the standards, does that mean hiring standards? Yeah, it means hiring standards. We are we're going to lower hiring standards if this act passes. That's about that's one of the principal ways in which you can increase the quote unquote diversity um, in the police force. And we already have a difficult time recruiting uh black police officers, and to a certain extent, in certain areas, Hispanic police officers, although there's less of a problem doing that. But in order to get people to be qualified, they're going to have to lower the standards to get the kind of racial composition that this act is anticipating, and that's going to be bad for everybody across the board. Peter, thank you so much for watching this. Keep your eye on it. Alert us if, if you see any movement on it. I'm glad we had you on. I'd like to have you back on about the uh, National Relations uh, Labor Relations Board at some point. Thank you so much. Back in just a minute.
This is the Glenn Beck Program. Timeshares cost a lot of money, and in most cases, they're just not worth it. Now, there might be an occasional good one. Disney is a really good one. But usually, you're better staying off at a, you know, off on a resort um, than buying a timeshare. It's really, really not good. You also have responsibility for that. And so you're paying for that timeshare. You're not only, you only got a mortgage that you're paying, what, 13, 15% for? That's craziness. Um, but you're also uh, having to put up maintenance fees. Good news. I need you to get with the timeshare termination team. They can get you out of that timeshare that you, that you bought uh, safely and legally. You'll be permanently out of this thing. Unlike a lot of other companies out there, termination, the timeshare termination team has a dedicated team of in-house attorneys. They work just for the company. They specialize in timeshare cancellation law. So terminate your timeshare, 100% money-back guarantee. And if you use my name when you call them, you get 20% off. So call 888-GET-YOU-OUT, 888-GET-YOU-OUT, or check them out online, timeshareterminationteam.com. Don't miss it tonight. Back-to-back, Stu Does America and Glenn TV, only on blazetv.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn to save 10 bucks. Starts at 8 p.m. Eastern. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Glad you're here. I want to spend some time today just giving you an update on the economy. Uh, The inflation rate is now 4.2%. Now, uh... That's because we calculate things differently. And quite honestly, times change. So we're not buying the same things, et cetera, et cetera. But it's it's not that dramatic. They have changed the way we calculate the CPI, the 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 inflation, the cost of of products that everybody needs. Um, We changed that formula back in uh, 1980. Then we changed it again in 1990. So if we look at our 4.2% and we compare it to uh, where we would be in today's inflation, if you grew up in the 90s and you saw the inflation number, you would go, oh, we're at that inflation rate. So let's compare it because you can't say, oh, inflation, it was much worse under Jimmy Carter. Let's take what we have today and calculate it the same way. Then we can compare it. You can't say, you know what? <laughs> Since we started using the metric system, you know, I, I mean, it's crazy. Uh, you know, uh, it's uh, everything's gotten shorter or longer or whichever it is. Uh, you know, you, get, you have to use the same calculation on both ends. So let's use what we find from shadowstats.com, where they give us the calculation of today's numbers uh, in the same way that they did in the 1990s. So 4.2%, if we calculated it the same way we did in the 90s, would be how much, Stu? Uh, in the 90s, would be about 8%. Okay. So our government has found a way to cut that in half. Congratulations. So what that means is when you're looking at the 4.2, generally speaking, you're looking at a number that would have been inflation in the 1990s. So when Clinton was in office, if we had what's going on today, they would have said, we're running 8% um, inflation. That's a huge number. A huge number. Now, Jimmy Carter, 
when Reagan got in 1980 was the worst year of inflation. If we and what was inflation then? 13 percent under Jimmy Carter hit up. Yeah, 13, almost 14, 15 percent at times. Okay, yeah, over 13. It it was horrific during the 70s. There was it was it was country killing kind of inflation. Uh, and then Reagan got in and changed some things, and uh, we got it under control. So what? What? What is our inflation compared to then? It was thirteen to fifteen percent inflation at the top of the worst parts of Jimmy Carter. What are we at today? At the beginning of this inflationary period. If we calculate the same way they did in the Carter years. Yeah, according to some of these guys who try to figure this alternate uh, inflation out, they say it's over 11% right now. So we're at the beginning where people are still saying, we're not seeing inflation. No, we're not seeing inflation. And Bank of America is saying, we're seeing transitory hyperinflation coming. Okay? No, no, we're not. If you calculate it the same way, Generally speaking, in the 1980s, you calculate the same way. We're almost at the beginning of this, almost in the worst parts of the Carter years. And uh, it's not going to get better because the way you stop inflation is you pull money back. You discourage people from spending money. Uh, and you do that by making it harder and harder to get money, to get a loan, to get a credit card. That's how you make inflation go back down, because you have to destroy all of the money that was printed for the stimulus. So you got to suck that back into the system and destroy it. The only way to do that is through higher interest rates. The Fed said, and I'm trying to figure this out. The Fed said that they're not going to raise interest rates until we have a steady uh, inflation rate of about 2%. Wait, we're already more than double that number. And the way you bring it down to 2% is you make it harder for money to be spent or borrowed. So... You're saying you're not going to do those things. How is is it like is it like the scale when you stand on it? Stu and I were talking about it earlier. You stand on a scale. You know how it goes past zero. I only weigh 21 pounds. That's it. Because uh, it starts over. Once it goes to a certain number, it just starts at zero again. Mm-hmm. Is that yeah. how inflation works? Too? Pretty sure that's how it works. Yeah, it's okay. definitely how my scale okay. works. All right. So let me explain inflation in another way. Let's just for. Um, it's easy math. Let's just use 10% inflation. If you want to go the way the government is calculating today, it's four. It's 4.2 official today. If you want to look at it more realistically, it's probably between eight and 11 uh, from where you remember when you were growing up. Um, But let's just use 10% inflation as an example. If we have 10% inflation, which I claim we do because of the shadow stat numbers are playing a game with it. Um, if we have 10% inflation, that means year over year, if you had $100 in the bank, $100 worth of buying power, 
you still have a hundred dollars. That's what it says on the ledger ledger. But you can only you only have the buying power of ninety dollars. So you've lost ten dollars this year for every hundred dollars that you have. But this is year over year. So if next year, 2022, is as delightful as this year is, and let's just say it stays flat at 10%, you now have 80 cents, right, 81, Stu? yeah, 81. Mm-hmm. 81, because, yeah, because of 90%. So you lose 9 cents. Uh, then you have 72 cents? 73, yeah. Close. 73 mm-hmm. the next year, mm-hmm. and, uh, and so on and so on. You'll see that um, with inflation, this is how people become poor. This is what happened in Venezuela. This is what happened in Cuba. This is what happened in Germany. This is what happens in Zimbabwe. This is what happens everywhere they print money and spend to get out. What happens is the money becomes worth less and less. So the products seem like they're going up in price, but they're not going up in price. And the politicians will tell you, it's these companies, it's the policy of of these companies hoarding all of that money. They're just getting rich. No, it's the policies of the central bank and the government spending too much and then buying their own debt and printing more money. That's what causes inflation. And they'll blame it on someone else because they create the problem. They, of course, will have the solution. Chuck Schumer's solution. Did you hear this yesterday, Stu? Chuck Schumer actually came out and said inflation is happening because we don't have the workers. And the reason why we don't have the workers is not because we're paying them to stay home. No, no, no. No. It's that Donald Trump didn't let enough illegal aliens in so they could have jobs. So we we're not we're not getting uh, products built because we don't have enough illegals coming across the border because of Donald Trump. That's the kind of stuff that leads you into Weimar. Because it's a sickness. It's it's a mental disorder. It really is. It's a mental disorder. You are so far from reality. You are either you're either sick you're so deluded yourself that you're you're sick or you know exactly what you're doing and you're part of the problem. Which is it, Chuck? Because no. it's only two. With Chuck, I think it's both. I mean, to be fair, I think he's both sick and part of the problem. Uh, so I don't <laughs> I don't know. If there's much of a distinction you can make with Chuck in particular, but you're right. It, it's 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 a massive, massive problem. And. I don't think the American people necessarily have felt any of this pain yet, right? We're still when oh, you no. when you rush sugar into an economy like this, right? You you can of course, like, of course, you can have some positive early effects from it, right? I mean, everyone mm-hmm. knows that you can quote add, quote unquote add jobs if you just start paying people fifty thousand dollars to sit on their couch, right? In theory, like you could say it's a job and people have jobs and they're making money. We also know that that's not a sustainable long term. Uh, way mm-hmm. of doing business and when you have multiple trillions of dollars going out the door in multiple bills i mean not even just one of them th- at least three uh, giant bills that are just going to spend and spend and spend on the back of a year where we already spent 10 trillion dollars you're i mean i it's going to test everything we ever thought as conservatives right 
all this time we oh. were like, eventually this is going to catch up to us. I, I mean, I don't know yeah, how. It's here. I don't know how it's this here. isn't going to happen. It's here. It's here. It's here. And they're only doubling down. Let me give you one more thing. This is from Stanley uh, uh, Druckenmiller. He's one of the big um, investment titans in America. And he came out yesterday on CNBC and he said, I can't find any period in history where monetary and fiscal policy were this out of step with the economic circumstances. Not one. Uh, he says the Fed has continued its policies to help underwrite the spending bid in Congress, which has allowed more than five trillion dollars in stimulus and is contemplating trillions more in infrastructure related spending. Over the long haul, he said, the policies and heavy debts and deficits they support will threaten the dollar's standing as the world's reserve currency. That status means the dollar is accepted for transactions and as a store of wealth anywhere and is widely held by central banks around the world. If they want, if they want to do all of this and risk our reserve currency status, risk an asset bubble blowing up, so be it. But I think we at least ought to have a conversation about what all of this means. If we're going to monetize our debt, we're going to enable more and more of this spending. And it looks like we are. I'm worried that for the first time within 15 years, we're going to lose the world's reserve currency status. And of course, all of the unbelievable benefits that accrued with it. People don't understand why world reserve currency status is so important we become mexico the day we lose that we have to get involved locally we must get involved in our communities locally if you believe in the bill of rights and you will stand for the bill of rights i don't care anything else Will you stand for the Bill of Rights? Good. Run for office. Run for office. I don't care if it's dog catcher. Run for office. Back in a minute. Well, every day you walk out that door every morning knowing that you're about to face another day of living with pain. I know what it's like. I have... Uh, I don't face that anymore. I used to. How am I going to do this? I, can't, I used to get up every day and go, I can't do this another day. Now I just do it for other reasons. I say that for other reasons. But um, used to be for pain. I can't live like this any longer. And before I gave up, thank God, I'm married to an unbelievably beautiful and wonderful woman uh, who makes me do things that I normally wouldn't do. Yes, yes, I'll have my colon tested and scoped up my yes honey i'll do that anyway uh she made me take relief factor and she said just try it it's three weeks try it if it doesn't work fine but try it so i did and i really didn't think it was going to work and then i was really stupid because i thought hey i just feel better you know it has nothing to do with this stupid thing and then i got off it <laughs> mistake try it now their three-week trial period do it now rough uh, uh, sorry <laughs> relieffactor.com that's relieffactor.com get your life back for a th 
For those thousand gas stations that don't have any gas, I want you to listen to the energy secretary uh, because you're going to feel much, much better. Uh, Here they are, uh, energy secretary yesterday on gas shortages. In this particular region, that's where we're going to see the crunch. Um, And this is why we are, we know that we have gasoline. We just have to get it to the right places. And that's Uh, why these next couple of days, I think, will be challenging. mm -hmm. And we want to encourage people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's not that we have a gasoline shortage. It's that we have this supply crunch. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Things will be back to normal soon. And we're asking people not to hoard. And know that Thank every- you. Stop. You know, as as long as I know it's a supply crunch and not a gas shortage, uh, I feel so much better. Uh, and if I just would have been educated in critical race theory, I would have known the power and importance of words like that. Um, uh, now, here's uh, Pasaki. I call her that because she pasucks. Um, but anyway, here's uh, Biden's press secretary yesterday on the pipeline. Listen. She was very quiet. Do you have it? Pasaki says Biden is. No, it's pad audio. Pasaki says Biden is still considering canceling existing pipelines. Sorry, I'm talking to my producers. Uh, go ahead. Thank you. Two topics. I'll go quick. Is the White House rethinking their opposition to new pipeline projects since one really important one goes offline and gas stations start running dry? I wouldn't say we look at it as it, through that prism, Peter. We look at it, we analyze uh, both the impact, the economic mm-hmm. impact, as well as the environmental impact. And mm-hmm. that will certainly mm-hmm. remain the case. But we look at different, each pipeline project uh, individually. Mm, okay. That's so there's a still a terrible yep, answer to that question. Uh, awful. Yeah. Awful answer. I mean, awful she has, answer. to be fair to her, she there's nothing she can say. She's just no. been called out for one of their main points of their ideology, that which mm-hmm. is going to destroy uh, large par- portions of the economy if, if something tell goes me, wrong. Tell me, Stu, how I am possibly wrong thinking that that's why they're not responding to this and saying, ah, it's a private sector problem. Uh, yeah. They want gas prices to go up. They, they don't care. They want people to get out of gasoline. And that's why yesterday they were like, we're going to double down on solar. If that's what they want, really? they're doing a great job at it so far. Uh, by the job. way, uh, started at two twenty-five beginning of the year. We're now at three dollars a gallon. Mm. Mm. Wait till you see what gas prices are going to be next week. This is the Glenn Beck program.